0: This edition of The Wellness Prescription is brought to you by Healthy Planet, helping the people of the world to live healthy lives. Welcome to The Wellness Prescription on 105.9 The Region. I'm Dr. Claudia. Thank you all for joining me. On today's show, we begin with a question. Do you like change? Most of us get anxious about change. We like things to stay the same so that our days move forward without interruption. Being afraid of change is a common reaction and developing anxiety over change is also a common reaction. What if I told you that today I'm going to give you the tools you need to accept change? Today, Dr. Michelle Rosen, America's leading expert on creating change, will answer the question, can we change for a change? Welcome to the show.
1: Well, thank you so much, Claudia, for having me. I'm so glad to join all of you.
0: Well, I think that if we asked 10 people if stress and burnout are controlling their lives, all of them would say yes. But you have five secrets to beating both. Can you share with us what those are?
1: Well, let's start from, first of all, understanding why we have so much stress and burnout right now. And what are the dangers of having so much stress and burnout? Because Especially after the last two years, we all have to assume that we're burned out to one degree or another. Mm -hmm. And the thing with burnout is that it's almost like drunk driving, you know, you're burned out, but you don't really realize that you're burned out. And so you keep on rolling from day to day, from day to day, you do what you need to do. You think you're okay, but you're not okay. So before we even talk about tips or anything, I want everyone to stop and pause and understand that don't kid yourself you're burned out, you're doing too much, life is too complicated, you have too much on your plate, and the most important thing is to pause. That would be the first thing, to pause and tell yourself, okay, life's hard, life's complicated. I have a lot on my plate. I need to pause, and I need to realize what is happening with me. That's the first thing to do. The second thing to do is to um, prioritize self-care. Because, you know, Claudia, you can't pour from an empty cup. And we, a lot of us have pretty empty cups these days. You know, we've been through so much. Just the amount of change in the world around us, just the amount of change in our own lives, it's overwhelming. Self-care is not necessarily, you know, you don't have to go to a grandiose vacation and take two weeks off. You can also take a bath. It's okay. You can call someone you love. You can do something that fills your heart every day, just one thing. You know, there are a lot of days where if you reflect back, you haven't done a single thing that just for you, just for you, that fed your soul that day. So that's a very important thing to do, and everybody's different. I can't give, you know, I can't tell you what works for you because you know you. You know, and mm-hmm. I know me. I know for me, for example, I can share, I like going on walks. I can take a walk, you know, sometimes for half an hour, It's everything for me. I move my body. I breathe fresh air. I feel wonderful. But everybody's different. So figure out one thing that feeds your soul and just find the time. I don't believe that you don't have time, 10 minutes, 15 minutes, for something that feeds your soul. So that would be number two. Are we good so far? You're great. Okay. Uh, (laughs) Number three. Number three. We are surrounded by negativity so much negativity there's negativity in the news and there's negativity on social media and subconsciously we crave that negativity and you know why because when we were ancient people you know back in (laughs) history if I'm an ancient woman and I got out of my cave just now this minute and um, you see me Claudia coming out of my cave and I got like a beautiful flower like on my right side and it's so gorgeous so positive, so beautiful. And on my left side, there's a lion that comes to eat me. You know, from a survival standpoint, I don't know about you, but I'd better be focusing on that lion and start (laughs) running because the flower is not going to save me, right? I need to focus on danger. And right now at modern times, there's no, hopefully, I hope, there's no lion coming to eat me, but my mind is still pre-wired to focus on the negative for survival purposes. So we actually subconsciously crave the negative. And it's not good for us. So the third thing that I want you to do is start noticing that you actually have a lot more control on what goes into your mind. Because you don't have to consume that negativity. You don't have to listen to the news. You don't have to consume the negative content on social media. You can choose to consume positive. And it's just like healthy eating, you know? Yes, you can choose to eat junk food. It's okay. You know, it's a, it's a choice. It's no, you know, it's fine. But you can also, you know, eat the foods that build your body the mind is the same way. You can choose the junk content, the fear-based content, but you can also make good choices. You can also choose the positive, uplifting content. And once you start eliminating, because you have control, you can decide who you're following, what you're doing, what you're blocking, and what you're inviting into the box of your brain. So um, once you start doing that, you're going to feel better and your perception of reality will change. And all of a sudden, you won't be as burned out, and it's not going to be as hard. And then you're going to have more energy um, to uplift yourself. The fourth thing to do is to uplift others, you know, because we're so quick to judge other people and say how annoying they are mm-hmm. and how irritated they are. But the thing is this when somebody's burned out, it's not pretty, okay? It's not nice. It's not that they come to you and say, Oh, you know, like I would come to you and say, oh, Claudia, you know, I'm so burned out. Maybe you can help me. It's not how it works. I'm going to come and I'm going to be annoying and I'm going to be irritable. And I may say things that I shouldn't say because I'm burned out. I'm at the end of my rope. So it's time for us to start understanding that people around us are burned out and we we need to have that compassion for other people. From deep in our gut, not just to know, oh, you know, I really should be nicer to people these days. It's to actually understand that as much as we're burned out, the other person's burned out too, and it may not be pretty, but all we can do is just be people and and be the nicest that we can be. And the fifth and last thing is to give genuine compliments to other people. Just like train your brain to give say something positive notice the positive because we're so busy Claudia correcting other people <laughs> and we correct our kids and we correct our spouses and we tell our you know coworkers everything they do wrong and they need to do better at but a lot of times, you know, I speak to leadership teams a lot. And so I ask them, you know, give me an example of a genuine compliment you gave someone this past week. And I get a room full of people just like blinking and scratching their heads and trying to come up with an example for me. I it's not, it's not happening very often because we're so busy focusing on the negative. So I say every day at the end of the day, look at your five fingers. When you're lying down in bed, if you can't come up with five quick examples of genuine compliments, you gave other people that day, you need to go out there tomorrow and you need to do better. You need to notice the good. And the more you do that, you're actually also doing a favor not just by to them, by uplifting them, but you're also doing a favor to yourself because you're training your own mind to notice the good. So then you're gonna start noticing the good in other aspects of your life. So literally a win-win
0: that is so profound and i love that and you're absolutely right we should spend more time doing all of those things and really ending our day with kindness and realizing that complimenting another person is actually a compliment for yourself because you're creating that positive flow of energy and thoughts i love that that is such a profound statement those five tips are amazing now you have a strategy for getting over the fear of taking action because sometimes i feel like that's what sets us back from moving forward, is this fear of moving forward. So what is your strategy?
1: Well, it's interesting because the the problem a lot of times that we have is that our mind is very cluttered. You know, it's very hard to make good decisions, good decisions with our health and how we manage our own wellness. Right, I know you're big about you're you're big on that, mm-hmm. and um, it's hard to decide what decisions we actually want to make for our future, and especially when we're burned out. So, from my own experience, from my own life story, um, I wrote my uh, latest book, Two Second Decisions, that is all about how do you make quick decisions when your mind is super cluttered with just so much information. How do you get out of your own head and know what to do? And I think it's really important because especially today, more than in the past, in the age of social media, we're not just cluttered with our own, you know, day to day, we're also cluttered with what we perceive as other people's expectations of us, which may not be their expectations at all, but it's not relevant. You know, it's what we think. Mm how we think others expect us to look, how we think others expect us to live our lives, what is the right thing to do. And so two-second decisions is all about um, getting out of your own head and scaling something on a scale of zero to ten. So I came up with this when I couldn't decide what to do with my own life. Um, when I was going through my Ph.D. and the economy collapsed and I, was, I failed three classes, I needed to retake a class because I had um, – a baby at the time, and I was a full time working mom and a full time PhD student um, to three very young kids. Um, and it was very, very hard for me. You know, I used to set up alarms for 3 a.m. and study from 3 a.m. to 6 a.m. So I was really struggling, having a very hard time, and I didn't know if I should stay in the program or leave. What is the right decision for me? And um, after crying myself to sleep one night, I got up in the morning, and I remembered that in one of my psychology classes, we learned a tool um, for measuring depression, for people to get out of their own head and see how they feel. And the tool was for measuring zero to 10, how the person feels that day. And I said to myself, what if I borrow that tool from the world of depression to the world of decision-making, and it's going to help me figure out what decision I need to make in my own life? And then what I did was I stopped crying You know, and all puffed up, I I sat in my bed, and I said to myself, okay, Michelle, scale of 0 to 10, how right is this for you to stay in the program? And I said, 10. Of course, a 10. I knew exactly what to do. And then i it was so easy, you know, Claudia. So I said to myself, all right, this was was so quick. You know, let me try this again. I said, Michelle, on a scale from 0 to 10, how right is this for your future and for your family that you complete this degree? And I, I knew the answer. It was 10. So then it became simple. You know, I wasn't cluttered anymore with other people's expectations, thinking what is the right thing. I knew from deep in my gut what is the right decision for myself. And many years later in the pandemic, I, I sat down um, after I've been teaching this tool, you know, all over the world um, to Fortune 500 companies, I sat down and I wrote it um, in my book, Two Second Decisions. So um, it is possible to know what to do, to know what choices to make for yourself. You just need the right methodology so that you get out of your own head because deep in your gut, you know what to do. You're just too distracted and your mind is, you know, all over the place. And so you recommend asking
0: yourself, what is the one thing I can do today that will get me where I want to be? Why do we ask ourselves this question?
1: We ask ourselves this question because a lot of times in life, Claudia, you know, when life starts, when our life starts, it's almost like a ship in the ocean. You know, when life starts, the ship starts going in the ocean and the ship will end up somewhere. You know, you're going to end up somewhere doing something, living somehow. But I think that the purpose of life is actually taking control and defining what are you putting in the GPS of your life? Where are you going? Because, you know, Claudia, it's so easy to be busy, busy, busy. We're all busy, 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 but busy doing what? Mm -hmm. Are you actually doing during the day the things that matter to you the most, the things that take you where you decided to go? And what really changes a life, you know, when we talk about change, when we talk about transformation, is when you regain control of your life and you put in the ship of your life the GPS of where you are going because once you do that, The little things that are bothering you right now, they all of a sudden become small. They're not as important. They don't consume you because you know where you're going. Hmm. The problem is that a lot of times we live life, but we don't stop to do that. And that, to me, is the essence of regaining control and living a life that is where you fully fulfill what you're capable of doing because you took control and you navigate the ship. You don't just go with the flow. It's a life-changing difference in terms of how we lead life. And now you are
0: the change doctor. So we all know that change is hard for most of us to accept. So what is
1: change fatigue? Change fatigue is when there's a tremendous amount of change. So when I talk about burnout, burnout is the result of change fatigue that we're all experiencing, because there's a lot of change in life anyway, right? Mm -hmm. I mean, there's changes that come with the age, that changes that come because of life circumstances. Sometimes we change jobs. We have a new child. We get married. We move to a different state or a different country. There are, there are all kinds of life changes, and the world around us changes. The amount of change that we've all experienced in the last two years is unprecedented. Mm-hmm. That's a huge amount of change. And so many things change and we're not, you know, at the beginning we used to say, oh, when are we coming back? We're coming, we're not coming back. The world has changed. What we came back to, at least partially, is not what we've left two years ago. So because the change was so intense, the mind gets tired because the mind, the brain takes about 20% of the overall bodily energy just to do what we know already. That's 20%. That's a huge amount of energy. And when there's a lot of change, the brain needs to work harder to process all of that. So then we become just fatigued. We become tired. And what happens as a result is that we keep going, going, going. We do the things that we need to do. It's not that we stop living, but our length of breath mentally to take control of our lives, to navigate our lives, to make good decisions is diminished, and we don't even notice it because we're just like from day to day. We just do the things we need to do, but we don't take control. So now that we're at this point of the pandemic hopefully you know we're nearing the end it's time to stop and pause and understand that as change fatigued as we are the only way to stop the change fatigue is to take control and to say okay all these things happen i know i'm tired but i'm going to take care of myself i'm going to do one thing a day that feeds my soul and makes me happy I'm going to focus on the positive, I'm going to take control of the content that I'm consuming because it's going to make me more positive and I want to decide what is next for me after all of this. What are my goals for the next year, for the next five years? What exactly do I want? And what's very important is that we focus on the tens for us and we don't spend our lives focusing on the twos and the threes and the fours or on other people's expectations? What do you really want for yourself is a very, very important question. And every day is an opportunity to push forward towards whatever's in the GPS of the ship of your life. That is
0: such incredible advice. And I hope that all the listeners are going to take advantage of that and start every day like that. But we all, and I find myself having the same issue with boundaries. So how does setting boundaries what role does setting boundaries play in controlling burnout and stress?
1: Setting boundaries is one of the most fundamental skills for success. And I wish we learned that in school because it's so important. Um, especially through the pandemic when the boundaries became very blurry between what is home and what is work, you know, and Mm -hmm. what are work hours and home hours and everything became a big mush. Um, The most important thing is for us to get really good at saying no. So if you're the kind of person who is struggling with saying no to other people, um, now is the time to get really good at it. And I was um, speaking to an audience at an event last week, and I basically told them, you know, here's the secret of what happens if you get really good at saying no. And it's especially hard to say no to the people that you love because we're very good at saying no to strangers. (laughs) You know, we can set boundaries there. The question is how do you set boundaries with the people that are the closest to you because this is where you tend to cave in. And I told them, you know, spoiler alert, if you get really, really good – at saying no, here's what happens. Nothing. <laughs> nothing happens. They don't stop loving you. They don't, you know, leave you. They don't nothing happens. Nothing. The only thing that happens is that you start living better. Because every time you cave in and you let someone push your boundaries, you're gonna end up presenting them. It actually in a counterintuitive way, what may seem mean for a moment, you said no to someone you love because you know, you're you're guarding your own boundaries. You're actually working for the benefit of the relationship. And you're going to do it one time, and you're going to feel like you're super mean, and your heart will quench, and you'll feel bad about yourself. But then you'll remember what I told you. Nothing happens. Nothing. Nothing. The relationship actually becomes better. And you'll do it again and do it again. And before you know it, you're going to have the, you know, you preserve your own energy. And then when you stop letting other people push your boundaries all the time right then you have more mental energy to focus on where are you taking the ship of your life focus on your own goals not on pleasing others out of fear that they'll leave you or not love you or not be close to you enough
0: well i absolutely love that spoiler alert when we come back (laughs) dr rosen's book can we change for a change this is the wellness prescription on 105.9 the region stay with us have a question for Dr. Claudia? Call us at 416 335 1059. Tweet us at 1059 The Region or email us info at 1059 The The Wellness Prescription with Dr. Claudia on 105.9 The Region. You're listening to 105.9 The Region. Welcome back to The Wellness Prescription. Before the break, Dr. Rose and I were discussing tips and tricks to manage stress and burnout. And she wrote a book called Can We Change for Change? So in your book, you provide 100 winning tips on how to create lasting change in all aspects of your life. I need those 100 tips. So let's start with a couple. You say that you will become well what you choose to become based on what you're willing to do to make it happen. So what do you mean by
1: that? What I mean by that is that um, success equals work. Okay. So, um, you know, a lot of times we want the success, we want the results, but when it comes to putting in the work, you know, (laughs) we don't feel so strongly about that. So (laughs) once you focus on your tens. And you focus on the things that matter to you the most. And actually, we're talking about two books here, um, Claudia. We're talking about Can We Change for a Change that I wrote, the 100 Tips that I wrote before the pandemic. And it's a great book with 100 tips. And then there's Two Second Decisions. Both are available on Amazon. Two Second Decisions were, was written in the pandemic with a house full of kids <laughs> and a sink full of dishes you know, <laughs> because I wanted to get, <laughs> I wanted to get this book out in the pandemic. And I was thinking when, when it came to two second decisions, my most recent book, I was actually thinking before the pandemic that I'm going to go like, you know, somewhere amazing and write this book without interruptions all by myself. And, and I ended up writing it in the pandemic <laughs> with, you know, with everyone in the house and so many dishes and that, you know, and I just really wanted to get it out there. Um... But when it comes to putting in the work, I feel that once you focus on your 10s, once you focus on what matters to you the most, you're going to put in the work. And, you know, there's a lot of, um, you know, Claudia, there's so much research and so many articles and so much talk about motivation and how to get more motivated, you know, to do the work and this and that. And to me, it's a bit of an off discussion. It's not about how to get more motivated to me it's about if you're not motivated you're not you're not focused on your tens you're not doing the things that you're most passionate about because when it comes when you when you focus on your tens when you live that kind of life it's not hard to put in the work because you care about those things. You know, it's hard mm-hmm. to put in the, the work for things you don't care about as much. So if you're feeling that you're not motivated, it's not about, oh, how do I motivate myself to do these things? You're not motivated means you're not focused on the things that matter to you the most. So you need to do some hard thinking here in terms of how, to, how you navigate your life.
0: And so you, you feel and you believe that we need to become more confident and the way to achieve that is through NLP, which stands for neuro linguistic programming. What is that and how does it work? Because I do believe that we all need to be more confident in ourselves and what we want in our desires in where we want to be and how we want to use that GPS
1: system for our lives. There's a lot of things that we tell ourselves and we don't even notice. And, um, you know, there's an inner voice in our mind. It, it's, not, it's not, we haven't gone crazy. It's just <laughs> how it works. Uh, there's an inner narrator in our head that basically um, narrates our life to us. And um, the most important thing to understand is that that voice and whatever it tells you is not you. That voice that interprets and narrates your life all the time It's actually a combination of things that you were told in your childhood, things that you heard people say, you know, things that you've absorbed throughout your life. And so a lot of times you're going to find a situation where you can say to yourself, I'm not good enough, I'm not as good as other people, I'm not as attractive as other people, things don't work out for me, Um, I'm not good at those things, you know, those types of sentences that are just, you know, in our mind. And that's very harmful. That's bad mind food. Mm. And so the most important thing to understand is that to become more confident, you need to understand that that voice, those things that you're saying, that's not you. That's just things that you heard over the years, and you can change them, okay? So once you change them, your confidence will be boosted. If you constantly repeat to yourself mantras that are positive and uplifting, and you replace the old bad, you know, mantras that don't serve you with mantras that uplift you and you just brainwash yourself you just repeat them over and over again i can do it i'm capable you know i deserve to be happy i deserve to be loved and you just repeat it repeat it it brainwash works you know <laughs> you just need to brainwash yourself with what you're choosing to brainwash yourself with and you just keep repeating it keep repeating it the confidence comes from what you're telling yourself about yourself So there's no point in me telling someone, oh, you know, um, you have to be more confident. That's not going to change anything. It's about them repeating the mantras, feeding themselves the mind food that will uplift them so that they feel that they believe in themselves, even if in their childhood there were people who told them, you know, put mind chips in their mind, you know, nuggets of mind chips that said that they're not good enough or not capable enough or don't deserve to be loved. That has to go. And it's in your hands.
0: And that's a very, very valid point, because you're right, we don't realize that we're being negative and, and that we're not helping ourselves move forward. So the negative inner voice, we should replace with one of compassion and positivity. But why do we need to be compassionate to ourselves? I think we don't, a lot of people don't understand that we need to be compassionate to ourselves. And that's a great place to start, right? Right.
1: Absolutely, because you're the most important person in your life. A lot of times we prioritize other people. You know, we're we're compassionate to other people. We take care of other people, but you have to take care of yourself first so that you can take care of other people. And um, to be in a good relationship with other people, you need to first and foremost be in a good relationship with yourself. And so... Being compassionate to yourself, it's not, this is not a bonus. This is not, oh, it's nice. This is not, oh, I got a massage. This is, and we're not there. This is about, you have to take care of yourself because you can't pour from an empty cup. And if you are drained and burned out and you, you have nothing to give, and when you have nothing to give, you're not going to have good relationships and you're not going to be able to navigate your ship because the captain is tired. So... If you think of yourself as a captain of a ship, the captain has to have a good dinner, a good (laughs) breakfast, and the captain has to be in a good mood. Otherwise, you know, that boat is, you know, the first time there's going to be a problem, the first time there's a storm, that captain's not going to make very good decisions. So you're the captain. You're in control of your life. You have to make sure that you're a good, capable, well-nourished, from a mind, you know, body and mind, body and soul standpoint, well-nourished captain so that you can get that ship where it needs to go.
0: Dr. Rosen, it has been an
1: absolute
0: pleasure talking to you. We must definitely do this again. I can't thank you enough for joining me. If listeners want to learn more about you or purchase your books, how can they do that?
1: Well, two second decisions, the secret formula for leading change by making quick ch- winning choices is on Amazon. Amazon and it 's a great book it 's an easy read. Um, I make a lot of fun on my, <laughs> of myself in that book. I tell a lot of inside stories, but it has a lot of very strong takeaways. So Two Second Decisions is on Amazon, and you can learn about more about me um, on my website, Dr. Michelle Rosen. Uh, two L's for Michelle and Rosen with a Z dot com. Also, Claudia, I have a gift for, um, your listeners. Um, so everyone, if you go on r o z e n dot com forward slash gift, um, there's an ebook gift, uh, for me to you on how to motivate anyone to go the extra mile, which is very important because when you want to succeed, you really need the support of other people to support you, um... In wherever your ship is going.
0: Excellent. And I will definitely be taking advantage of that gift. Listeners can always find me at Claudia underscore Machiela or my website, claudiamachiela.com. That's my show for this week. If you missed it, go to 1059theregion.com or wherever you get your favorite podcasts, including Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Amazon Music, and of course, Audible. I'm Dr. Claudia. Thank you for listening. The Wellness Prescription was brought to you by Healthy Planet. Order online at HealthyPlanetCanada.com or go online to find a location nearest you.